The Washington Commanders host the Miami Dolphins, and we got your game preview with Perfect Phil. Let's go. Greetings and salutations and welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry here with your game preview. Miami Dolphins coming to town to face off against our Washington Commanders. I have Believes Perfectville, Sam Marcue coming to tell us the Miami side of things. Washington coming to this game as nine and a half point underdogs, according to Bet Online. You want to bet yourself, you can head over to Bet Online, use the code Believe, B L E A V. Get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. Treat yourself this holiday season. You can bet on all four major sports, plus UFC, international soccer, and a lot more. And it's all right at your fingertips because they have a mobile app. You can get wagering news and information right there on Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. And when the game starts, the Washington Commanders will have a new play caller on defense. It's Ron Rivera taking over the sticks after Jack Del Rio was let go after the Thursday night Thanksgiving game. And we'll have to see what he can bring to this defense that's been very beleaguered this year and has allowed some of the most explosive plays all season. It's important to note that because Miami is one of the more explosive teams. So can Ron Rivera keep things in front of them to be able to keep this one a more reasonable score? On the offensive side, can Sam Howell and company keep pace with that potent attack? Well, to answer that question, I want to talk to our friend Sam here from Perfectville to see what he thinks about Washington. Hey, Sam, thanks for joining us here on Ref the District. I just listened to your podcast with Chris, and you guys actually seem like you might like Washington a little bit. I know that in Perfectville, it's what you hate about the other team, but you seem to be pretty high on Sam Howell and the offensive threats that Washington has. Why is that? Well, I, first of all, thank you for having me, and I appreciate you listening. Yeah, we we like Sam Howell. A, I like him because he's got the best first name you could possibly have. And B, Chris Cullen lives in North Carolina, where Sam Howell is a demigod. Uh, in fact, Chris Cullen's son, who is a varsity football player at the same high school that Sam Howell actually went to. So uh, he is very immersed in the Sam Howell universe out there in North Carolina in fact is uh has been on a on a tear shaming the Carolina Panthers for not selecting Sam Howell when they had the opportunity but their loss is Washington's gain look you, you could look at the stats and and I think it would surprise a lot of people if they're not following the Washington Commanders right now that Sam Howell is leading the league in uh, in passing and I don't think anybody had that on their scorecard at the beginning of the year but you have to take notice at this point it's not just one or two week sample size it's we're going into week 13. Um, he's pretty good. The wide receivers are pretty good. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson are pretty good. I mean, this offense for the Washington Commanders um, is highly underrated in our opinion. So yes, we hate the Washington Commanders, especially this week, uh, but I don't hate Sam Howell and I don't hate this offense, especially if you play fantasy football and happen to have any of those weapons on your team. Well, what's the Miami defense like that that Washington's offense might be able to keep pace? Because let's face it, Washington's defense isn't stopping Miami. So sure. for Washington to win, they're going to have to keep pace. So what does Vic Fangio bring in from the defensive side of the ball that might be able to stop Sam Howell and the offensive threats of Washington? Well, look, unfortunately... <laughs> For that offense that I was just praising, you are going up against one of the top defenses in 
the NFL, especially since week eight, which happens to be when Jalen Ramsey came back to the Miami Dolphins and made his debut as a Miami Dolphin. The top five in just about every statistical category that you want to be top five in as a defense. Uh, they get after the, the quarterback. They turn the ball over. They uh, they play good run defense. It's really, really difficult to uh, score on this Miami Dolphins defense over the last, call it, month or so. Now, the advantage, if there is one, for the Washington Commanders is, unfortunately, Jalen Phillips is out for the rest of the season with a uh, torn Achilles. They're going to have to figure out a way to um, replenish that pass rush that he was bringing. So, yes, he had five and a half sacks on the season, but he was disrupting plays at the line of scrimming, batting balls down, putting uh, the quarterbacks in peril in terms of chasing them in and around the pocket. So, they're going to have to figure that out. They have to patch that. So I think if you're Sam Howell and you're, and you're this offense, um, you have to make note that you might have a little bit more time, not a lot, but a little bit more time from this pass rush. Uh, but you got to make smart decisions with the ball. I mean, Jalen Ramsey is baiting quarterbacks back there. He's making insanely athletic plays. Xavier Howard learned how to tackle somewhere along the line. Uh, so going after your wide receivers on the perimeter, you're going to have to try to move the move the change. But you got to make smart decisions with the ball. Take what the defense will give you. They will play a shell, so there will be some yards underneath. But you have to be patient. You have to be able to take five yards, five yards, three yards, five yards. Then eventually, somebody makes a mistake and you can break one out. I think if I were Sam Howell in the Washington commander's offense that's my approach against this defense well that kind of defense is exactly what jack del rio tried to do with washington's defense didn't really work now jack's out of town and ron rivera is going to be taking over defensive calling for this game here up against miami washington has been really bad at stopping the big plays miami happens to be very good at the big plays what makes mike mcdaniel's offense so good at these big explosive plays. Yeah, I mean, it, it starts with, I'm not going to give you coach speak, it starts on the line. It starts with the talent. I mean, if you look at the Miami Dolphins offensive weapons, they're really, really good. I mean, Tyreek Hill is being compared to Randy Moss. There's uh, Twitter wars right now as to who's the greatest wide receiver of all time. And his name is being put in there and with good reason. Uh, he's so dynamic. You can you can deploy him in many different ways. Uh, so it starts with just the the sheer talent. They're faster than everybody else. They're really good at catching the ball, and they understand their assignments. So they have really good chemistry. You put all those things together, talent, timing, chemistry, and all of a sudden uh, you have almost an unstoppable monster. They're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but they're really darn good. What Mike McDaniel brings to the top of that is he is, if nothing else, as he says, I am a coach. I cannot do what they do on the field. But my job, my duty, my responsibility is to maximize their potential. So he takes what would other be standard personnel and he adds a wrinkle. And it could be that cheat code or that cheat uh, motion that they do. It could be that, you know, when you have trips wide receiver to the right, all of a sudden you're motioning one to the backfield and then taking the running back that was back there and putting them in place of where that wide receiver was in trips. Those little wrinkles, everything else is the same except those little you know, sustainable wrinkles confuses the heck out of a defense. They don't know where they're supposed to go, what they're supposed to be doing against the Broncos. At some point, you had two people that were covering Chase Claypool, not, not Chase Claypool, uh, but it wasn't Tyreek Hill and it wasn't Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle didn't even play that game, but Tyreek Hill was wide open and they doubled another wide receiver not named Tyreek Hill because they were so confused with their assignment based on the pre-snap motion that somehow Tyreek Hill's wide open. Uh, for a touchdown in that case. So it's it's those wrinkles, it's that offensive nuance that he brings to a standard West Coast-style offense that makes him so great, in my opinion. 
Well, one of the things keeping that offense rolling is the fact that Tua has been healthy for Miami. That's kind of why the wheels fell off last year. Tua goes out and you don't have a QB. He's managed to stay healthy, though he's on the injury report this week. How big has it been having him this entire season for Miami? Well, it's been fantastic, especially for my own sanity, because the narrative on Tua that people, for whatever reason, just don't seem to like him outside of Miami Dolphins fans, of course. Um, and it was, well, he can't throw the deep ball. Well, he already squashed that narrative even last year. And then it was, well, he can't stay healthy. And yes, he had concussions last year and he has a history of being hurt. So that's always going to follow him as he's one hit away from everybody going, see, I told you so. But the talent is undeniable. And you put him in this offense, which is tailored around him and his traits and what he does best, which is quick release, timing, and accuracy as all get out. And that's why you have your recipe for success. Not everybody can do what Tua does, because if they did, then everyone would be doing it, right? So it has been... Everyone talks about Tyreek Hill being the MVP and in that discussion, sure. But I don't think he's even the most valuable player on this offense. We had... Uh, games last year where Tyreek was playing and Tua wasn't and we weren't very good we've had games where Tyreek is out or he's even on the field and we're still very good because Tua's back there he is the engine of this entire offense uh, and I think he's on the injury report because half of his arm was basically scalped by the turf in New York against the Jets on Black Friday so I think he's going to be just fine it's his non-throwing arm but um, he has been absolutely huge for us now he does have some turnover issues but that's going to happen that's the trade-off when you're pushing the ball down the field and you're trying to be aggressive sometimes you're going to throw the ball to the wrong team um, but that's really the only weakness in his game right now is keeping on uh, or keeping a hold of the ball and again that's another area if Washington can force some turnovers and give it back to their offense and give them more opportunities that's going to be a challenge too well, we've talked quite a bit about the offensive passing attack of Miami. We haven't even talked about how good their backfield is. What can Washington expect from those two dynamic running backs? Well, I think the first thing that Washington should expect is they're probably going to be three. Uh, Jeff Wilson did very well in replacement of Devon Achan last week against the Jets. He is a powerful in inline runner. He's going to go get your two, three, four yards. Devon Achan is a home run threat every single time he has the ball. As we saw earlier this season, he's coming off of a I guess a secondary injury, but he should be available against Washington in this game. And Raheem Mostert, Mostert, he's another one where if he stays healthy, he his career has shown, A, he's fast, he's powerful, he's nasty when he has the ball in his hand in terms of either running you over or running around you. Um, he's been the unsung hero for the Miami Dolphins the last couple of years, especially with his veteran presence. I mean, he's 31 years old, which is ancient for running backs. Um, but he has been healthy. He has been an absolute blessing for us. So it's probably going to be all three. Also, don't discount the fact that Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill oftentimes get the ball on little shovel passes or you know gadget plays. So that running attack, uh, very similar to that San Francisco run attack with Debo Samuel, uh, but replace Debo with Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill on top of those other running backs. And again, goes back to those schemes and those wrinkles, drives the uh, defense crazy. So I would be on the lookout anytime those running backs are in the backfield. They are an option. They're not Tyreek and they're not Jalen, but they're an absolute option for uh, Tua Tungvaluwa in this offense. Well, it wasn't too long ago, Sam, that Miami was in the dregs of the AFC East. Washington finds ourselves there now, but we're looking at maybe next year, new coaching regime and everything. For you, that was last year with Mike McDaniel, second year into this tenure, you're seeing things blossom at the top of the AFC East. What's that transformation been like and what can Washington fans maybe stay hopeful for on our end? 
Yeah, you got to find the right coach for your team, right? They have to fit the culture. I mean, we started calling him Miami Mike because he's not from Miami. He's from Colorado originally. He's been all over the league. He's been out of the league, but he somehow fits with the culture of South Florida. I mean, to the way he dresses, to the way he acts, to the way he's just, you know, lighthearted. I think people think of Miami as a party town and rightfully so. Well, Mike, Mike McDaniel's a party guy in many, many ways. I mean, he's very good at his job, but he fits the culture. You guys need to do the same thing, in my opinion. You guys got to find a coach uh, and a coaching staff that fits the culture of D.C. and fits the culture of whatever it is that you guys want to be going forward, whether it's a high-octane offense or ground and pound, put them in the dirt, you know, stuff like that. So finding the right culture fit is paramount. Now, uh, we've been preaching for a long time that that old Bill Belichick style Bill wouldn't even get hired by today's standards, in my opinion. He's got the legacy behind him, but that my way or the highway doesn't really work anymore. You need somebody that's going to be more collaborative with today's superstars and NFL players. And that's where Mike really is um, showing his superpower. They think of him as one of them. And that's how you need to succeed, in my opinion, as a coach in this league. Um, I, you guys are in a tough spot because Philly's going to be good for a long time. Dallas seems like they've got their legs underneath them. The Giants always seem to rear their ugly head every five to six years and have one or two years where they're just, you know, like, wow, there they are again. Um, but you guys have a good foundation. You've got a, you've got your quarterback, in my opinion. And if you have your quarterback, you can go a long way. It's just a matter of putting the pieces around them. Well, we'll probably get a little bit of that because, uh, or at least a view of both sides here as Miami is in the in-season hard knocks. And by my count, uh, I know we're not hard knocks here on Ref the District. We at least would have one drink. You guys got the drinking rules out there. We, yep. we mentioned the the high school change there. How awesome is it that Miami has, you have that experience of having Miami on the hard knocks episodes well we were there before but preseason that was when we had uh, i would call as we call him sleepy joe as our coach and that was when chad ochocinco was on the team we weren't very good um there's kind of a hard knocks curse almost like a sports illustrated cover curse or the madden curse so no one really wanted them there but again credit to mike he's like i'm they're here nothing changes we're going to be our authentic selves what i didn't know i didn't know how much of a potty mouth mike mcdaniel had until i started watching hard knocks because he doesn't show that obviously to the media but behind closed doors he's dropping f-bomb like crazy it's like a quentin tarantino script in there but the it's 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 fun for us because a we're winning it's always better when your team's winning right victories are uh basically a deodorant but there's so much content for the miami dolphins right now between the games between hard knocks between our podcast and everybody else is out there between the social media that they're pushing out whether it's on the official account or anybody else's it's so much fun to be a Miami Dolphins fan or follow them or cover them right now because there's just so much content that you can sink your teeth into that there's never a dull moment. I mean, uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Sundays, doesn't really matter. Miami Dolphins are always got something going on. So for me, I wake up on the West Coast and I'm like, what happened overnight? And boom, I've got my stories for the day. So uh, I love it personally. Well, Bet Online has Miami as a nine and a half point favorite currently. Sam, how do you got this game finishing out? Yeah, I uh, I think there there. I mean, I don't want to be a jerk. <laughs> I'm visiting you, but I, I unfortunately I just don't see how Washington wins this game outside of Miami completely falling apart or you guys somehow being so inspired that Ron Rivera is now your head coach and defensive coordinator that they just bring it on a level that we haven't seen yet. Miami's pretty healthy on both sides of the ball right now. Um, barring any more injuries to the defensive side of the ball, they still have enough talent there, I think, to uh, continue uh, pressuring Sam Howell, which has been a, a theme for you guys here this season. 
Um, I, I see this being probably in the low 30s for Miami. I think you guys are probably in the teens. I, I think Sam Howell's going to take some sh shots. He's going to succeed in some, fail in others, but that's the development of a quarterback right there. So I think I have it uh, 31 to 14, maybe I'll call it 15. Maybe you guys go for two and get it. Um, but but I think we cover. I, I think that nine and a half is, uh, I'm not going to say easy money, but you know Miami's still just rocking and rolling. Their offense has regressed a little bit, but not to the point where I would bet against them. Yeah, it was the over-under that uh, I think was set much lower than I expected because if, if Miami doesn't score 30, I might have to eat a sock or something like that because <laughs> this defense is not very good on Washington's side. Uh, it is much better on the uh, Perfectville side of things, Sam. Can I ask you guys, though, I mean, you get rid of both of your best players, two of your best players on defense, and then two weeks later go, Jack Del Rio, you're not cutting it. I'm like, yeah, well, Jack Del Rio wasn't cutting it before those two players, you know, either. So I think I think a lot of people looked at that the same way you're looking at it, right? Like you just got rid of your two best players. How is it his his fault? Well, you got to look at the fact that all this rest of the season, they haven't been good. Yeah. Last season, they were one of the top five, you know, supposed defenses, but they feasted on bad teams. Sure. And then the year before that, they weren't good. So, I mean, it's been a long time coming for Jack Del Rio here in Washington. So we'll see. Well where he ends up next well I, I see riverboat ron throwing coordinators over overboard left and right uh I, there's only so many other people he can point the finger at before i think the big finger comes uh down on top of him so i'm not looking or hoping for anybody to lose their jobs but if we're being realistic i don't know how much longer ron has in uh the nation's capital yeah it, it's it's uh that uh monday after the final game we're not sure whether or not it's going to be they agreed to mutually part ways or if he's been relieved of his duties whatever word they want to use it's going to yeah. happen here in washington sam i appreciate you jumping on here with ref the district for us uh you can catch sam marco and his uh teammate chris on the perfectville podcast on the believe network where they hate everything not Miami. So again, Sam, appreciate you jumping on here with us. I'm Nathan Perry, part of Ref the District in the Believe Network. We're presented by Bet Online. And until next time, be a fan.